Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. The Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. First come back. Give me a hell yeah. Welcome everybody back to the Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. I am your host, Adam Cousins. Yes, it's just me covering off AEW shows this week until Saturday when our good colleagues Dave and Parker will be doing Collision and they'll be rounding up basically the week, even though I'm coming on to do the review shows. They'll be rounding up Battle of the Belts, Rampage and Dynamite. I will be reviewing Dynamite, Rampage and Battle of the Belts. So you have a lot of AEW stuff shoved down your throats if you like it or not. So sue me. And you've just got me for the review show. So again, sue me if you don't like it. Um, AEW Dynamite this week was in Texas. And it was centered around the Dynamite Dozen Battle Royal. On tap was also Jay White, Penta, Acero, Miedo. Kenny Omega and Carl Fletcher was announced, as was an announcement from Sting. We'll get into that when, when we do. But the, we always say on this show, start your shows off on fire. And my, my God, AEW started Dynamite on fire with two of probably probably some of the MVPs of uh, AEW this year, certainly in Penta Celebiero and Switchblade Jay White. They had an absolutely brutal back-and-forth match to begin Dynamite. There was some great counters. There was some spinning reverse DDTs. There was a real high-angle Uranagi from uh, Jay White and a Brain Buster as well. There was just so much going on there. It was, you know, people can say it was your standard Jay White, Penta El Celemiero match, but because it's the standard match, it's still a great match. Uh, Jay White picks up the win with the switchblade. It was sign of <clears throat> getting your time to catch your breath as basically Jay White then got on the mic and announced that, you know, obviously he's uh, he's a real world champion. He's got MJF kind of full gear and that rock hard Juice Robinson was going to win the Dynamite diamond ring later on uh it cuts to the back mjf uh, is at the back and he's still trying to be recruited by the acclaimed caster offers his services again uh billy gun or daddy ass turns it around and says mm, you're trying too hard max as he walks out um so I think Max is still quite a way away of winning the trust of MJF so that he teams with the acclaimed uh, and daddy ass going forward. However, that may be something that happens. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see as we get closer and closer uh, to full gear, which would be a really good pay-per-view, uh, in my opinion. AEW always delivers on their pay-per-views. You can say what you want about the product. They always deliver on their pay-per-views, in my opinion. Uh, Hikaru Shida against uh, Emi Sakura was next um this wasn't the big the longest match uh on on dynamite it wasn't the longest match in general but it was still a really good uh hard hitting match a little bit of awkwardness uh in this and in, in certain points but that kind of made the struggle real and a really good win uh for hikaru shida uh for this one kind of a bit obvious that she was going to win but nevertheless wins it anyway and progresses forward on to see who her next challenger is for the AEW Championship, Women's Championship. Um, 
Renee Young sitting out the back with Adam Copeland. He doesn't actually understand what's happening with Christian. Um, he wants his idea to, basically Adam Copeland's idea was to finish his career with Christian in AEW. <laughs> um, but he always felt the need to motivate him as well. And Christian apparently resents him for it. He doesn't want to fight Christian. <clears throat> he doesn't know what he wants. But he will be there when Christian gets high, left high and dry for Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne. Um, difficult to see where this one is going. Uh, Christian right now, I think I said this last week, is probably the best heel in the business by a long short. I don't think anyone touches him at the moment um, in terms of the heel. Being a heel, he's absolutely fantastic. Does it end up with a match between Copeland and Christian down the line? Probably so. They, I think they will eventually reunite. I think they've got some unfinished business left as a tag team with the likes of FTR, the Bucks. You can do so much with that. Um, but I think that they've still got some unfinished business there. But for now, Copeland and Christian on separate uh, on separate sides. And I think it will end up uh, with a victory. Uh, well, we'll end up with a reuniting at some point of Copeland and Christian, but we may have to wait a little longer uh, for that. Um, Wardlow, again, was next. Uh, he decimates Ryan Nemeth. Uh, then he announced, well, then he basically says his target is on his wrist. And if you notice, two or so, two weeks ago, I think when Wardlow returned, he had the letters MJF on his wrist tape uh, to incite the fact that he wants to go after MJF. Now, is that going after MJF as champion or is that just going after MJF because for years MJF belittled him was basically MJF's bitch, to be quite honest with you, for so long. Um, is that where we're going with that? Will Wardlow cost MJF the title against JY? Not necessarily joining Bullet Club Gold, but will Wardlow cost MJF the title, which will then put them two into a few. Again, I'm still not convinced with Wardlow yet. I've We've seen this so many times before. Basically, the referee just be power-bombed Nemeth and uh, the referee called it at that. Um, but yeah, I'm still not convinced with this. We've seen this with Wardlow time and time again. He gets really built up. He goes into a feud. He loses it. Then he disappears for another month. So what are we expecting from this? I don't know. I'm not expecting a lot from Wardlow. Unfortunately, I think unless he actually wins against MJF, perhaps for the title, I don't know. The credibility of Wardlow is just gone. With Hobbs, they just managed to bring it back as it was diminishing. They put him with Don Callis. They had him have big victories over the likes of Chris Jericho. And his credibility is still there. Miro is still not really started his, you know, AEW journey. And he's been there quite a while. So it's like where Miro's credibility, because WWE made a big mistake with Miro. He was undefeated. John Cena beat him at WrestleMania and then he was finished. So it was like, has AEW even reached anything with Miro yet? A meaningful storyline feud may be starting with Miro on Collision. Dave and Parker will cover that off um, on Saturday uh, or Sunday. Sorry, well, I'm at Progress Wrestling. But uh, yeah, I don't know with these big guys. Are they getting it? Are they starting to turn the tide? I think only time will tell on that. But nevertheless, Wardo picks up the win. MJF is on his um, on his arm. Uh, Omega is at the back. Uh, he's saying he's the measuring stick. Not taking a long story short, he wants to take out Don Callis' family. Uh, MJF comes in, shakes his hand and whispers in his ear, 13 days, bitch, uh, which basically means when MJF's 13 days away from beating Kenny Omega's reign as uh, an AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, was Omega's reign better than MJF's? I think so. 
I don't think MJF has done enough as world champion, to be quite honest with you. And that's not necessarily hear him. It's booking. It's how it's booked on how he's booked his champion. I've liked the stuff with Adam Cole, but I just think maybe there was too much stuff going on behind the scenes during this run that has affected it. And I think perhaps that's what was going on. But nevertheless, he's whispering in his ear, 13 days, bitch. MJF seems to have a lot of targets at the minute. You know, Switchblade, Jay White, Bullet Club Gold, obviously, Wardlow, and now he's getting in the head of Kenny Omega. Probably not wise when you've got all these targets coming here. And you may need some help at some point uh, with Adam Cole sidelined. He's had two surgeries now on his ankle, so we wish him well. I hope he gets a full recovery and comes back as soon as he can. However, that doesn't stop Adam Cole from waiting on Roderick Strong and his neck injury that he's had absolutely for everywhere. Uh, he's had absolutely forever, sorry. Uh, he was making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Strong spits out the sandwiches because Cole forgot to cut the crust off. Cole has had enough and leaves to go and get surgery. And Strong says he knows what he's got to do to get his best friend back. Uh, and that is be nice to Max. So are they hinting at who was the man behind the mask? Because maybe the stuff with Roderick Strong was a prologue to the attacking Jay White. I don't know. But I think that they're going to look at helping Max out and then becoming, or actually just thought of it, they're helping Max out and then they turn on him. Adam Cole comes out and turns on Max as well. Maybe that's what they're looking at. Who knows? Uh, but setting up a little bit of where it looks like MJF's going to get some help, maybe that pushes the acclaimed away even further uh, in this because the kingdom uh, and, and Roderick Strong will come and help MJF in the future. Interesting. Uh, and we'll again, over the next few weeks, we'll find out. Um, Don Callis is next. Um, and he said that nobody ever dealt with Chris Jericho the way that Hobbs did. Maybe Mark Henry. But um, basically, Hobbs says Jericho has disrespected himself and his grandma many years ago. And that's why he had to make him pay. He loved every second. Or, or he loved every second of it. And the Con Don Callis family is undefeated, except for that standing scab Carl Fletcher um and basically Carl Fletcher comes out and he wants to prove to anyone including Callis that he's worthy Callis said win your match against your next match against Kenny Omega and we can talk um and that brought out Kenny Omega for this match and my god you, you again when you can't when you're looking at delivering main event or pay-per-view quality matches the majority of the matches on AEW this week or Dynamite this week were absolutely outstanding. And this one, uh, again, was just unbelievable. Yeah, to be honest, Kenny Omega as a single, you put him in the ring with anybody and it would generally be a good match. But when you put him in the ring with somebody that can go with him, like a Carl Fletcher, a Carl Fletcher is only 24 years old and you look at the future of the business and, and you can't look any further than him as well as Ricky Starks, but there's the Ricky Starks contract issue. We're not going to get into that in a minute. But you look at all of that, and you Kenny Omega is still one of the best in the world. This match was unbelievable. Um, Kenny Omega does get the win with a one-winged angel. There was massive V-triggers. There was a you can't escape. There was so much going on on this. And again, you certainly need to be... You certainly need to have more of these matches. Where does Carl Fletcher go? I would like to see a Carl, I mean, and I know they're from the same group, United Empire. I'd love to see a Carl Fletcher Will Ospreay match. Really, really would. Uh, does he set up another Kenny Will match as well? Um, who knows? Again, we'll have to wait and see. We had a fantastic Downhausen video 
to the tune of the Halloween free Cyril Shamrocks. That was brilliant. Then Tony Schiavone um, interviewed Sting and uh, or Sting, depending on however you want to look at it. Um, it was a great, great match. Uh, great, great match. Sorry, it was a really passionate interview from Sting. Um, ultimately, what Stinger said is uh, revolution next year, maybe the first pay-per-view of 2024. Um, that his retirement, the one thing that is for sure about Sting, his, his retirement is for sure. So he will bow out uh, of in-reading competition at the revolution pay-per-view next year. Uh, does he have an opponent? Is there an opponent in mind? There was talk of Ric Flair. There was talk of Darby Allen maybe having the match with Sting. Um, who is going to be the final opponent of Sting as we go into Revolution? Only time will tell. Uh, I don't want it to be Flair. I know he's out of contract. There was a there was a thing I read the other day, an article that I read saying Flair was out of contract with uh, WWE. I hope we don't get a Flair-Sting match. Uh, as much as I, uh, you know, respect the hell out of both of those guys we don't need it <laughs> it's been done millions of times and i'm sure sting i think sting in his own right would want probably wants to put over a younger talent as he bows out rather than go in against somebody that he's fought so long but we will wait and see who that match is and obviously sting's career has been coveted it's been fantastic i'd love every minute personally he was one that was going through when i was growing up from surfer sting to you know, the the vampire, not vampire sting, vulture sting or eagle sting, whatever you want to call him when he was in the stands, uh, to Joker sting in, in Impact Wrestling or soon to be, uh, well, there's a big announcement about Impact Wrestling coming up at Bound for Glory, actually. I don't know what that is, but soon could, could it be a return of, of TNA? But uh, so much stuff from Sting. I've loved watching his career from near enough start to finish. So Revolution, it finishes at least in ring. Will Sting be backstage doing a producer role? Will he be creatively involved? I hope Tony Khan keeps Sting on in, in some way, shape, or form, uh, because I think he needs it. Um, another great segment was... Uh, there's two great segments coming up. Um, RJ Sting with Tony Storm. I mean, gone with the storm. This is... Brit Tony Storm right now. And again, I said this a couple of weeks ago. I said, like, Christian has been the best heel. Tony Storm character change has been absolutely brilliant she does this Marilyn Monroe gimmick kind of thing it is so funny and Tony Storm does it so well and we're talking about the best gimmick of the year well I think this although it's come quite late in the year this has got to be up there she has done this gimmick so well and it is it is brilliant to see should she have won the the AEW Women's Championship there is an argument for that uh, but maybe a, a women's title run isn't far away. Who knows? Um, we then had uh, the sit down with Nick Wayne, Nick Wayne's mum. Uh, my God, Jim Ross. Um, it was uh, ridiculous, really. Um, Christian is more a Christian gets involved as he would normally do. Uh, she calls Nick Wayne's mum a terrible mother. She gets, he slaps him. She slaps him in the face. That she should have picked up the phone as both guys leave the room. Um, and uh, Nick Wayne's real father is here now uh, with Christian. Uh, Darby Allen then gets involved as they go to leave. Uh, he jumps both Nick Wayne and Christian. The fight spills onto the ramp. Luchasaurus is here, throws Darby down the ramp. Sting is here to make this, uh, the save. He tries to put the super. A scorpion death lock on Luchasaurus, uh, but he gets pulled to safety. Um, so that's how that segment ends. Then we go into the main event, 
the Dynamite Dozen Battle Royal. Uh, Battle Royal is always a clusterfuck, and this one is uh, absolutely no exception. Johnny TV, Trent Barretta, the Hardy Boys, Daniel Garcia, Dustin Rose, Commander, Juice Robinson, J.K. Matt Menard, Matt Seidel, and Max Caster are in this. Early doors, Seidel and Johnny TV get dumped out. Um, there is so much going on at this point. There was a bit where he hits, uh, Dustin Rose gets paid to hit Shattered Dreams on uh, Juice Robinson. Um, Commander gets dumped out by uh, Garcia and Menard. There is so much stuff going on. There was dancing um, <laughs> going on as well. Um, but in the end, in the end, Jay White jumps MJF on, from behind on the commentary table. Um, and the, the left hand of God by Juice, uh, uh, as it goes down to him and Max Caster, he hits him with that and throws Caster out of the ring. And Jay White, uh, and sorry, not Jay White, Juice Robinson wins the Dynamite Dozen Battle Royal. And that is how it, uh, AEW finishes on Dynamite. Um, what a great show, tons and tons of fun on it. And I, and I think AEW, you know, after all the issues over the last few months, uh, you're starting to see more of the AEW that we know and love at the moment. And I think hopefully that will continue on as we go through. Uh, well, hopefully we continue on now. And, and that is it. And this is what we see going forward. But guys, this has been the, the AEW Dynamite Review Show. I'll be back to do Rampage and Battle of the Belts. I mean, I'm an, I'm a busy boy this week. The boys will be back as well on Saturday to do uh, Sunday. I keep getting the days mixed up. Sunday to do the collision review. Um, but what a ton of fun Dynamite was. Dynamite was this week. And I'll be back with uh, Rampage. Until then, everybody, buckle down. Stay safe. Hey, everybody, thank you for checking out the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast. Make sure you go and check us out on all social media. Twitter, you can find us at HTT Buckle. Facebook, just search the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast.